0: This is Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at Anchor.fm and the Anchor app. all right what's up everybody this is by here the crew cheese corner podcast coming to you guys with season four this is uh i believe episode number nine if i'm if i'm wrong i'm wrong but this should be episode number nine um we are going to break down talladega we will break down the cup and uh xfinity races out at talladega super uh, super speedway we will talk about um, lots of different things. I'm sure we're going to talk about this next-gen car a little bit more in depth. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of things they want to hear my thoughts on, especially with, um, you know, given the circumstances of, uh, you know, the Kyle Larson wreck, um, sort of, you know, how it's been the last couple of weeks with this car in particular. Um, We'll also get into um, yesterday's news, which was Alex Bowman's going to be out for the next three to four weeks. He uh, fractured a vertebrae, um, vertebra, I should say, not vertebrae. He fractured a vertebra, and um, he's going to be out the next three to four weeks. So Josh Berry will sit, uh, will fill in the seat starting this weekend at Dover. Um, we'll discuss about that. We'll talk about, I'm sure the topic that a lot of people want to hear about is what I think of, you know, him driving a sprint car. And it'll be very similar to what my opinion on the whole Chase Elliott situation was, which was basically, you know, you got to let these guys live their lives. You can't tell them, you know, don't drive this car. Don't drive that car. I mean, I know some fans are going to say, well, they're paid millions of dollars to go drive a stock car. Yes, they are. But they're also, you know, human beings. They have to do things that make them happy at at their own individual level. And, you know, whether or not that, um, you know, always equates to, what you and I think we would do if we were in that scenario is, is vastly different. And and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, whether or not we would individually go out and do it is, is, is it irrelevant really in this discussion? It, it really is. I mean, you know, me sitting here doing a podcast, I'm not the person that's going to sit here and tell you, you should be, you know, if you're driving a stock car that you have to sit home and do nothing. I mean, you look at Denny Hamlin has a podcast and he got himself in trouble by admitting he wrecked Ross Chastain on, on his podcast. But, did that stop him doing his podcast? No. I mean, he's probably going to be a little more cautious about what he talks about in his podcast and and probably rightfully. So, I mean, I don't think uh, going out and admitting you wreck somebody is, is the smartest thing you should uh, you should do. But I mean, he did it and, and, and he got penalized and it was upheld. It is what it is. Um, we'll also go back and talk about, I didn't really talk about last episode, but um, we're going to talk about the colleague um, penalty being, um, rescinded uh, which is what it should have been the entire time but they they went back NASCAR uh, asked the final appeals officer to basically wipe out the penalty and do the same thing to Cole that you know the other uh appeals board did to Hendrick so and it's only right that you know they they went and treated both situations the same um i think there was a huge outcry about it anyhow and i think NASCAR's head would have been had if they upheld it all the way through so at least they re- went back and did one right thing i mean i <laughs> You know they, they you can't get them all right? Um, apparently in NASCAR, but apparently uh, they 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 somehow have the opinion or the ability to go back and change things um, when they want to. So they did that. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Dover this weekend. I'm really excited. I'm gonna go down actually and see the Xfinity race. Um, still couldn't do the cup race. I mean, I guess I could have done the cup race. I just I thought I had to do my my normal duties. Um, but apparently, I guess I could have went to the Cup race, but it is what it is. It's fine. Um, you know, it's not like I never go to a NASCAR race, so um, you know, just won't be at Dover. We'll probably go do Pocono or or something. You know, later in the year, I think we're going to do Pocono. So um, I think that'll be that'll be fun um, to go do that. And then I'm trying to think what else I got going on. Probably probably going to try to go do. One other race. I mean, I think the consensus is we're going to go do Charlotte in October because that's right around my birthday, and that's right after Alyssa and I get uh, married. So um, we're going to go down and do uh, Charlotte. We're going to do the Oval, uh, the Roval. Uh, we went and did the Memorial Day race back in 2018. Um, that's five years ago now. Hard to believe, but um we did that, and that was a really cool experience. I mean, for those of you who have never been to Charlotte, I, I recommend going. Whether whether or not you want to go to the Roval race, that's irrelevant. Um, you should go to Charlotte once I feel like as a race fan, at some point in time in your life, it's, it's a real fun experience. I mean to go see the shops I've, I've been fortunate enough to go down there twice. I was there as a kid. Um, we never actually went to the track though. We only went to the shops. Um, we went in the middle of the season in the middle of the summer and it obviously wasn't, you know, 4th of July. I mean, it wasn't Memorial day weekend. Listen to me saying 4th of July it wasn't Memorial day weekend and it wasn't October. So, um, you know, there was no racing going on at Charlotte, but we did go and see all the race shops and stuff. So I'd been there, um, once before. And then Alyssa and I went, uh, back about five years ago now, um, Memorial day weekend and we did that. So, um, I think it's kind of, kind of cool that we're going to go see that, um, you know, after we get married in, in the beginning of October, we'll go down and uh, spend a few days down in Charlotte. So, um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun looking forward to doing that again. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, kind of a abbreviated season for us. We've, we've done six races. I think one, one year we did about six. Um, I, I mean, financially, I think six is, it's more than enough. Um, you know, even, even these days two doing and two and three is, is, is a lot, you know, it's, it costs way more to do, do it today than it used to. I mean, when I, even when Alyssa and I first started going to races, we were, you know, not, they weren't as nuts as they are now. You know, I'll be honest with you. These tickets for Dover this year were not terrible. Actually, I think because I renewed them, I only paid, they only paid like 50 or 60 bucks per ticket. So I think I paid 120 for the cup tickets. And I think the Xfinity was going to be another 120, so I think altogether I had to pay 240-ish. I want to say uh, for the tickets, so not not the end of the world. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that pay way more than that for for their seats, but um, one of the things that was really cool at Dover is if you renewed early enough, you got preferred pricing, so you would get kind of like a um, you know half off deal if you renewed it by a certain time. So this year they made it. Um, I think before the green flag drops on Sunday. Um, you get a free gift, which I mean, I was supposed to get a free gift last year. I never got my shady race. I'm, I'm, I'm not really upset about it, but you know, I'm just hanged over. I was supposed to get it last year and you guys didn't do it. So I don't know what the hell happened there, but it is what it is. Um, we're going to, we're going to go do Pocono. I don't know if I have my tickets that are able to be renewed at this point. I'm pretty sure I missed it. So I'll probably go do what I do every year and I'll go f- fish out a, a deal and, and uh, we'll end up at pocono um i think we're going to do all three uh days i think we're gonna do friday saturday and sunday uh we were just talking about that actually earlier today um and the other thing i i i'm going to be remiss if i don't talk about it but we were supposed to have alyssa on for her first episode so um you know i always say you know <laughs> there's no guarantees when it comes to this podcast as, as much as i try to you know, line things up and do certain things and, and get Rob Hill on and, and do this and do that. It it's it, something always comes up. So unfortunately Alyssa was unable to, to join me tonight. She's um taking care of some other stuff. So um, you know, like I said, real life gets in the way sometimes with this podcast and um she's she's taking care of a, a situation. So um she's unable to join me tonight. So I'm doing this show solo. So I'm sorry for all of you that thought we were gonna get our first um show in as as uh as doing this show together Alyssa and i are going to probably start doing the shows together from from here on out I, I can't imagine us not doing it. i mean we're literally um usually in the same room recording this every single every single week around on, on a thursday so i think uh for the most part we'll be able to do that and it's kind of cool that you know it's something else that we could do together we have uh, a lot of years of experience with nascar i mean she's been a fan since 2013 Uh, for sure. I mean, she's kind of casually followed since we've started dating in 2011. So she's been, uh, you know, right by my side the entire time, um, you know, basically I've done this podcast. So she's been, you know, through all the beginnings, you know, with Rob and and Elliot and all that. And she's kind of been a fan of it ever since then. So it's kind of cool that she's going to come on and, and do, um, you know, have her input, talk about, you know, things the way she sees it. I think it's, uh, it'll be refreshing. I think it's, it's something different. I mean, you know, I don't think there's a lot of podcasts out there where, you know, the YouTube people usually don't have their spouses or significant others doing their show with, doing a show with them. So I think it's going to be kind of cool. I think, um, you know, it'll be a different perspective. Um, You know, I know there's female YouTubers out there that are doing NASCAR stuff right now. So, I mean, she's not the first female person to do it, but she's going to be, um, I think we're going to be the first fiance team, at least that I'm aware of, that's going to do a NASCAR podcast together. So I'm excited about that. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time. I mean, we've joked about it enough. I think, I think she can, she can do it. And you probably heard her a little bit, uh, last week's episode. She, she was starting to chime in a little bit, which is kind of how the whole idea got started. And being that I went and bought this brand new, um, microphone, um, I have no excuse now for her not to join, so she's gonna she's gonna join us. Um, it's gonna take a little bit, probably on the audio side of things, to make make it all work. So it's probably the podcast isn't gonna flow as nice as it used to. Um, I'll have to figure out how we're gonna do all the the breaks and all that stuff. I I'll probably have to splice some stuff, but the production side of it, I'll figure out. I mean. I'll be honest with you guys, I've never once tried to produce this thing in any way, shape, or form. So there's very little, actually, there's zero editing being done right now by me. I mean, literally, whatever you get is what I've I've spoken into the mic. I don't sit there and play with the settings. I don't sit there and play with, you know, cutting out. Oh, I, you know, I hit um too many times here. Let me cut this out and splice in this new audio. You know, if if I don't like the way something sounds, I just ditch the thing and redo it. You know, I don't sit there and, and try to spend hours editing because I just don't have the time. And, and and to me, you know, I think what makes this podcast unique versus other podcasts out there is there's no production with this. This is not something I've never tried to build this as the most professional sounding podcast out there. It is by far not the most professional sounding one out there. And I'm OK with that. I'm OK with this as a, you know, it's me. Doing this podcast and Alyssa will be joining us, you know, hopefully in the next episode. Um, but it's it that's how it's always been. I've never tried to, you know, overproduce something, make it seem like, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we don't get a lot of we've had guests, but when we had guests, um, that was, you know, when we were doing other things and, you know, we were on the radio and stuff like that. I mean, now I don't, I don't worry about guests. You know, I'm just, I come on here and I talk and it is what it is. You know, you guys get me and that's it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not going to change much. It's probably just going to be the same. And, you know, I'm sure Alyssa will probably get used to that too. And, and we'll all be fine. We'll, it'll be a grand old time. So um, I know this is a little long-winded for an intro um, compared to normal. Normally, I don't talk or ramble this long, but, um, you know, we had a lot to cover there. So what we're going to do is take a quick break, and then uh, on the other side of this break, we will talk about Talladega. We'll uh, we'll break down both races. I mean, you know, the Xfinity race was an absolute shit show, as it typically is when, when you go to Talladega. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. It, it, it just... It was typical talladega <laughs> you know that that's really the best i can describe it so what we'll do is, well uh, you guys will hear me give my little spiel about our friends over at circle I almost said dot net but circle you can check them out uh let them know that you're you're a crew cheese corner uh podcast listener by using the promo code crew cheese corner it's all one word you don't have to worry about you know, putting an apostrophe in the right spot or whatever. It's all one word, crew corner. And you get $5 off your U.S. Continental order of $30 or more. So it's still a great deal. Um, you know, you can go pre-order your Kyle Busch race win diecast for Talladega. Um, I don't know if they're going to have the Xfinity race winner up there. I, I'm not 100% on that, but um, I think they do. I think they have a Jeb. I think they have Jeb Burton's up there, too. So we'll talk about that as well. And um, on the other side, we'll talk about Talladega. This is the Crew Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. What's up, everybody? This is Bobby Bailey here at the Corner Podcast. I want to share with you guys a great deal that I have for you. You guys know I collect a lot of diecast and a lot of NASCAR apparel. So where do I go to get all my stuff? Well, I deal with my friends Brent and LaDonna over at CircleBDieCast.com. They have all the latest race win diecast. They even have this past race w- uh, weekend's race win on the website right now. So go check it out. Crew Chiefs Corner has a discount code for all of our listeners. If you go in the promo code box, so let's say you order this past weekend's race win diecast, you use Crew Chiefs Corner, all one word. You get $5 off all US continental orders over $30 or more. It's a great deal. Even today, five bucks off shipping. I mean, shipping's gone through the roof. So go check out my friends Brent and Ladonna over at circlebdiecast.com. Use my promo code Coochies Corner. You get five bucks off your shipping order. All US orders over 30 bucks. You get $5 off your shipping cost. So go check them out. Let them know we sent you order away at your favorite Race Win Diecast. And it doesn't have to be Race Win Diecast. It could be whatever diecast you want. They have stuff in stock from probably last year and years past. They have all the stuff on pre-order for this current season as well. So go check it out. diecastcom Let them know I sent you. All right, everyone. This is Bobby Bailey back here at the Uh, crew cheese corner podcast. We are gonna now break down Talladega for you guys. So let's start the Xfinity race. Like I said, it was an absolute show. It was a shit show to say the least. Um, I really don't know where to begin. Um, you know, I'll say this. I mean, the Xfinity series has always been, you know, the motto's always been names made here, right? Has been the moniker of the series for the last probably decade almost. Um, there's a lot of names made maybe in some not so spectacular ways, but, um, there was a lot going on with this race. I mean, you know, with it being a dash for cash race, you could definitely tell the no cup guys in this Talladega Xfinity race is no bueno. Um, I just, I understand why the cup guys probably don't even want to run it. So that's probably why they make it a not that why they make it a dash for cash race to be a hundred percent honest with you, because I don't know why you'd want to risk getting hurt. On the Saturday race, when you got to go run Sunday, which is probably why they do this as a dash for cash to just save all the Cup guys from having to run it. But you know what tends to happen is you get these kids in here that just flat out don't know what the hell they're doing, and there's a lot of them out there. Um, there's a lot of them, but you know, I guess the first thing to talk about is is, is the Blake Perkins uh, situation. So Blake is out driving for our Motorsports. He uh, goes and flips. I forget exactly what lap it was. But he gets involved in this wreck and and you know, walks away and um, you know, he goes in the ambulance and all that. And out of an abundance of caution, they take him to a local medical center. And, you know, next thing you know, they're, you know, checking him out, evaluating him. They're um, you know, they released him from the hospital down there, you know, by the track. And uh he went to UAB Medical Center. And, um, you know, got checked out and released and, you know, then we find out he's not running Dover. So they're going to put Kyle Weatherman in the car. So Kyle's going to drive the O2 at Dover. And, um, you know, we just send our thoughts and well wishes to Blaine. You know, I, I don't know, you know, none of us know what happened as far as injuries go. If there was an injury, um, I'm guessing because he's being held out, there's something there. I mean, I can't imagine they're holding this kid out for no reason but I'm imagining there's some kind of injury and, and listen, it's none of our business what it is. I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope it's nothing serious. I hope it's not a concussion. I hope it's not, you know, anything, but you know, the re- reality of it is, is that, you know, this, this guy got seriously hurt enough that they had to take him to the hospital and check him out and make sure he's okay. And he's being withheld from a car for the week. So there's something going on obviously. And, you know, like I said, you just, you know, you offer your your thoughts and prayers and your well wishes and hope that plane gets better and that he's back in the car, you know, at the next Xfinity race. That's that's all you can do. That's all you can do is is hope and pray that he's gonna be okay when we when we get to um the next race. I, I forget what comes after Dover, honestly, sometimes. But you know, you hope that he's gonna be fine. So we'll see what happens. Um but I mean the the rest of the race was an absolute just, I mean, it was just wreck fest, wreck fest, wreck fest. I mean, this was like the game wreck fest. That's how bad it was. It was really bad. You know, it was one of those things where I sat there and I said to myself, geez, you, you know, what the hell happened here? You know, um, yeah, just <laughs> it was nuts. It was, it was one of those races where, you know, anybody could win. You know, they're coming to, th- what was it three to go? Ryan Sieg's up there mixing it up and, you know, as someone that's been a Ryan Seek fan for a number of years, I've, I've followed Ryan's career. I've met Ryan several times. He's a great kid. Um, You know, I know he's older than me, but he's a great guy. You know, he really is that uh, rides, you know, humble, soft-spoken, but very well-spoken uh, person. And, and just, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, when I run into him in the garage area, I, I'm just like, Hey, you know, that's Ryan Seek, man. That's Ryan fucking Seek. You know, it's, it's cool to see him, you know, and, I've always wanted him to to do well. I've you know been praying that we we're gonna get a win at some point in time with Ryan, but um, you know, he's he's you know up there mixing it up for the win, and you know, and stupid stuff happens, and he gets taken out and that that wreck that was a wild wreck, too. I mean, that was, you know, um trying to remember who the heck was flipping through the air there? Um, that wasn't Blaine. Blaine's wreck was a single car thing. Well, there it was, it was multiple cars, but it wasn't that. Um, but that wreck was scary, too. I mean, they had cars going through the air and stuff and, and whatnot. And, you know, some people said it looked like Days of Thunder. I mean, I don't know if it looked like Days of Thunder. It did definitely looked like a, me- uh, a big mess. What it did remind me of, I think it was Dennis Setzer had a wreck there. I want to say 10, either 10 or 11. Um, he was driving for Brian Keselowski and the K Automotive team. And he had, Dennis Setzer had one hell of a wreck there too. And that, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that wreck per se. Um, I'm just trying to remember who the hell was flipping. Who ended up above Ryan and stuff. That was, I mean, it was a crazy ass wreck. But, you know, when you saw the amount of cars that came out of there was very few. I mean, you knew that it was going to be an interesting finish. You know, and... You know, seeing that it was like Jeb Burton, it was going to be, you know, some guys up there that haven't really had a lot of opportunities to win races were going to have shots to win races. You knew there was going to be some insanity. Um, It took double overtime, but, you know, kudos, kudos to Jeb. I mean, you know, he, he had his act together. He knew what he was doing. Um, you know, Kyle Sieg was up there for a little bit. I thought Kyle was going to kind of shock the world there. And probably, I was like, man, if Kyle wins before Ryan, what the hell are we all going to do on the Ryan Sieg page? You know, lose our goddamn minds. But, um, you know, Kyle got shuffled out there, you know, on that final restart, unfortunately. And, you know, I think he finished like 12th or something like that. But, you know, there was there was a lot of craziness going on. and And, and Jeb did a great job. You know, he got out there. He blocked everybody. He blocked. Creed, you know, Sheldon Creed. And I really, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was Sheldon Creed's race to lose. I really did. I mean, I, I thought that kid had it. I was like, ah, oh, Sheldon Creed's going to win this Xfinity race. You know, there's no way he's going to lose this thing. I didn't think there was a way he was going to lose it, but, you know, he he just he found a way to not get around him. You know? and then And then the thing that was even stranger yet was... You know, Creed's teammate, Austin Hill, was involved in the wreck. I guess they are with, I guess that was the wreck with three to go. Um, You know, the one with Ryan Sieg and all them in it. Um, And Austin Hill's out there driving around in a car, and it's crab walking. And I'm like, I can't believe NASCAR's allowing this car to go on the track crab walking like this. I'm like, what in the hell? I was like, what is Jesse Little doing up there this weekend? I'm like, what is going on? You know, like, what are we doing? Why is there a car on the track crab walking down the backstretch? How is this car going to make it at sp- any kind of speed in the corner? You know, I just I just couldn't picture it. And thank God, thank God somebody was smart enough to black flag that car off the track. Because that could have been bad. But a big win for Jeb Burton, his second career win at Talladega. This one was not rain-shortened, so... Um, you know, he gets, he gets the win and, uh, what a, what a moment for Jordan and Anderson. I mean, say what you want about the guy he's been through a lot, you know, whether it's a couple of years ago when he started his, his Xfinity team, you know, the, the lack of qualifying the missing, missing Daytona, uh, because of the rain out all that stuff and not getting able to start the, you know, his, his Xfinity team the way he wanted to. He had to wait until later in the season to make a race, and then he finally was able to make, you know, the rest of those season starts. But, you know, kudos to that guy. I mean, you know, just just from the sheer struggle of a couple of years ago, and not even counting the fact that this young that that Jordan Anderson had a really significant wreck at Talladega just you know a few months ago in October, you know, got, had burns on his face, burns on his neck. Um, you know, just the sheer fact that he was climbing out of that race car as it was smacking the wall, still stuns my my brain every time I see it. And the fact that he walked away from that, albeit you know, with some aid from the the medical personnel, but being that he was able to to get out of that accident, survive it, deal with the burns, and to come back and have that win—I mean, that story, that Cinderella stuff, right there. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that say what you want i mean that that's in the row you know there that's a fairy tale right there you know you can't write that you you couldn't write the script better than that so you know that was a poignant moment in victory lane and and sometimes this sport it it gives you moments like that it just does you know i know the one that a lot of people are going to um you know remember too is 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 July two thousand one, when Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins that that you know Pepsi four hundred after you know losing his father in in February in you know at the Daytona five hundred, Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes out and uses lessons from his father, the quote Alan beswick and he goes out and goes from sixth to first to win the race, you know in the final two laps. It was pretty freaking cool to to see that, and it was cool to see Jordan Anderson. You know, as a car owner, get a win at Talladega with uh, his driver. You know, Jeb Burton, and Jeb's story has been very interesting too. I mean, if you if you have the time and you go through Jeb's story, I mean, you've seen some of the stuff he's gone through. I mean, he's he's been a lot of places, right? He's been JRM, he's been, you know, um, I'm trying to think, he's been kind of all over the map. Phoenix Racing, I mean, not Phoenix, uh, Turner Scott Racing. Um, you know, he he spent a little bit of time, I think, with BK racing. He spent some time with this team, that team, you know, definitely junior motorsports. Um, you know, the la- last year he was with colleague, um, or I mean, a couple years ago, he was at colleague last year, he's at our motorsports. So he's been around, you know, and he's, I don't want to say he's made the most out of his opportunities. I mean, obviously, he won that race with colleague and stuff, and it was a little bit rain weather affected, I would, uh, of what I recall but he really hasn't had a lot of big moments. And there's a lot of people out there that I'm like, "Man, I don't know if I can support Jeb Burton." And I'll be honest with you, I I didn't really think that much of him going into the season. I was like, "Ah, Jeb Burton's not going to win a race, especially not with that Jordan Anderson team." So, you see what they did to me. They they proved me wrong. <laughs> you know, but you just you, you go into this year and, and and one of the things I said is I I, I could Almost predict that this year is going to be, you know, one of those seasons where, you know, the next, it's a little bit of that next generation, but it's also going to be the next wave of guys that are going to be fixtures in this series are going to come to the top. And I'm not saying Jeb Burton's that, but what I, what what we are starting to see is Parker Retzlaff, his teammate. His teammate is going to be a talent. I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Parker, Parker Retzlaff is going to be a talent in this sport. And he's going to be something. He's going to be somebody you're going to have to pay attention to. I, I'm. I would be a hundred percent surprised if he's driving for Jordan Anderson next year at the Xfinity level. I think someone's going to pick him up. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it's not RCR. I mean, I would be very surprised if it's not RCR because I, I, I just, I just think he's the right fit over there. But I think that they're going to probably take Austin Hill Cup Racing next season. I mean, I, that's just my own personal gut feeling. Um. You know, they go and lease a charter for a year or, or they go buy one, surprisingly. I don't know, but I just have this feeling that Austin Hill's going cup racing next year, which is why they're running them, you know, in the 62 car for those races and stuff. I, I think they're prepping them for it. And, um, you know, we already know that there's going to be charters to be had. It's just the question of whose charters are going to be available. And we'll, we'll have to kind of play the wait and see game with that. I, I don't really think it's going to be obvious who's going to sell it, but I could see Rick selling a charter. I, I could even see... I could see Spire selling a charter again. If, if the money's out there and somebody wants to pay 30 something million dollars for it. I mean, if you're Spire Motorsports, why would you not sell a charter? You know, if you're a Rick Ware racing, trying to, you know, keep, keep the doors open, um, you know, <laughs> do it. You know, I, I just don't know what else you can really do. Um, if you're some of these teams, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, We'll we'll go over the cup race. Um, I didn't really watch the cup race, full disclosure, so I don't have a lot of ex, expert analysis, uh, analysis about it, but I know a lot of people want to talk about the Kyle Larson, uh, Ryan Priest wreck. I have seen the footage of it. I'll say this. I think there's a couple things that are going on here. Um, I do think these cars are still a little bit stiff. I mean, if you see the in-car camera of Ryan Priest getting bounced around in that car, it's it's pretty good. He's getting smacked around in there pretty good. And and a lot of it is the safety stuff is doing what it's supposed to do as far as keeping him in the seat and stuff. But the thing that s- scares you a little bit is that, you know, um, there is that much jiggling of the driver's body, the head, you know, the fact that his visor got, you know, opened up when he had it closed. Uh, I know he didn't have it fully closed, but, you know, those are all things that make you think a little bit. And then you see Kyle Larson's door get smacked and you see that bar get bent up. It makes a lot of people go, Hmm. Um, you know, it, it, I, I don't, I don't want to be the excuse here for NASCAR because, because that's not what I try to do. Um, but I do think that NASCAR just probably didn't, didn't test this, this kind of an impact. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have because, I mean, this literally is what happens at Talladega. People drive into somebody else's door. So I don't understand how this is not something you've tested for it some way, shape, or form. Whether it, you know it was at the track or in a you know in a controlled environment or something, I just don't understand how you don't have this tested at some point in time. So you know, it is concerning that the the door bars broke and that that particular piece of the roll cage was impacted the way it was. But at the same time, I I I don't know if it's realistically the worst thing in the world. I mean, yes, I understand if it's the other side that broke, we got a major problem. There's a driver seriously injured, if not killed, um, depending on how that roll bar bends and breaks. So, you know, I do think we we have to look at the car. I'm sure they're going to take it back to the R&D center and look at it and try to figure out what happened. But... I'm no I'm no brainiac, I'm no rocket scientist. I I don't have an engineering degree, but the one thing I will tell you is that I don't understand how you take a car that used to be one solid piece. So when they when they used to build the old cars, they would make the 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 the, the whole chassis would be one solid piece. From the rear clip to the front clip, it was one solid piece. There was it was never in sections. So, when NASCAR went to this seventh generation car, one of the the stipulations was they were going to go to a single supplier. So, by going to a single supplier, you have one manufacturer that makes chassis for all the teams out there. So, whether you're Rick Ware Racing or you're Joe Gibbs Racing, you're getting the same chassis. All right. The thing is, is that these chassis are now, instead of one solid, continuously welded piece of metal, this is now three bolt on pieces that get bolted together. And obviously anytime you take and bolt something together, something that's bolted is not nearly as strong as something that's welded together. It it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't compute. It doesn't work. It's not the same, but don't tell the people at NASCAR this because apparently they're smarter than us. So I just, I just don't understand how one piece of metal used to be what it took to build a stock car. Now, we're taking three different pieces. You can, you know, replace a clip, replace the other clip and keep the center roll bar as long as it keeps getting recertified. And after a while it won't be certified I and mean, you have to either get it recertified or you got to get a new center section or, you know, ha- get, go get a new center section. So there's only so many times these cars are going to get rebuilt. And then after a while they'll go to the scrap pile. So, That is my concern is that, you know, instead of having one solid piece, now we have three individual pieces that we're bolting at it together to make a single piece. So that's, that's my number one concern with the safety of this car. The number two safety was this car is I still don't think they've gotten the ridge, the rigidity out of this car. You know, I don't, I think it's still very rigid, I still think there's some work to be done, but I think this is something NASCAR is going to do in the offseason. This is not something, unless there's something catastrophically wrong with that car that they got from from Hendrick Motorsports, I don't see how they're fixing this until next year. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't think they're fixing it until next year. There's a lot of other things I'd like them to see to fix too, in addition to the safety features. But, I mean, I don't expect any wholesale changes until after the season's over. They might do something ahead of time, but I don't put your money on it. Um, so, so what was interesting about the cup race was, depending on who you listen to, is depending on how you think of the race. So I was listening a little bit to the uh, radio broadcast, and the radio broadcast, which is MRN, which is NASCAR, you know, said that there was 57 lead changes during the course of the race, which was a lot for Talladega. I mean, it's not the most ever, but it, it's a decent amount of lead changes for for a race at that particular track. Then you go on social media, and there's people that are bashing this thing left and right, saying it's the most boring race and I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I heard there was some two wide. I heard there was a little bit of three wide. Um, I, I guess overall... It was okay. Um, a lot of people said it was boring. You know, it's – unfortunately, it's the car. I mean, I, I don't know how else to sugarcoat it. It's the car. This car is is not lived up to what it was. And I don't know what in God's green earth they did to it this off season, but they screwed it up. I mean, it's not even good at the, the intermediates anymore. It was good at intermediates last year. It was not a good point car last year, but this year it's it was good at Daytona. This race was kind of eh. eh. It wasn't great. Um, it wasn't great at, at, Martinsville last week. I thought it was a snooze fest. Um, I can't wait to see what Dover's going to bring on Sunday. I think Dover's going to be a problem. I think Dover's going to be a bigger problem than what people think it is. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. But I just, I just think this next gen car, NASCAR's missed a boat on it. And this shouldn't surprise any of you. I mean, if, if you have been around the sport long enough, you know that this car was developed by Uh, a company called Action Express Racing. So you're going to say, well, Bobby, who's Action Express Racing? I'll tell you who they are. So Jim France, you know Jim France, the guy that runs NASCAR right now? He owns Action Express Racing. And what was Action Express Racing doing when the whole world was shut down during COVID, building the next-gen car? So why do you think – do you think it's coincidental that the car that they race on Sundays is really good on road courses because it was built by an IMSA team? doesn't surprise me one bit and it shouldn't surprise you so at some point in time i hope that they do go back and look at this and figure out what they can do to to make the car better at the short tracks and super speedways and hell everywhere but you know they gotta do something so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another quick break here on the coochies corner podcast on the other side we will come back and talk about uh, we'll preview Dover. We'll talk about Alex Bowman. We'll talk about probably some more next-gen stuff, but kudos to Kyle Bush. He survived the madness. He blocked everybody. He survived another overtime finish and, and picked up win number two on the season. How about that? Kyle Bush picking up two wins before Tyler Reddick has more than one. Um, so if, if you had Kyle Bush on your bingo card for the first to win two races, you won. So um, big win for Kyle, uh, not the first to win two races this season, but first to win two races between him and and, and Raddick. I, I really thought Raddick was going to win like three or four races out the gate because I just thought that 45 car was going to be on fire this year. But it, it's been good. It just hasn't been on fire, at least not yet. So we'll take another break here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast, as I said, and then we will come back and we will break down Dover. We'll take a look at um, the Alex Bowman injury. I'll give my thoughts on that, and we will also talk about colleagues' um, restoration of their penalty from a couple weeks back at Phoenix. We'll talk about our website, thecrewchief.net, and uh, we'll be right back here on the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Bobby here from the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. Just want to let you guys know that you can go check out all the latest race news, race recaps, entry lists, point standings, whatever you guys are looking for. It's all on our website, thecrewchief.net. Check it out. We update it as often as we can. We have, like I said, entry lists on there. There's race recaps. There's uh, point standings. You want to find out what, what sponsor your favorite driver has this weekend. All the latest news and information is right there on thecrewchief.net. Um, it is your portal to the world of NASCAR news, and uh, be sure to check it out. Once again, that's thecrewchief.net. You can even listen to the Crew Chief's Corner podcast right on the website. Check it out, guys. All right, we're back here on the Crew Chief's Corner podcast. This is Bobby Bailey. We are now going to go over, I guess, the Alex Bowman situation. I mean, I know a lot of people probably want to hear hear what I have to say about it, it and, and kind of, I talked about it a little bit at the top. I mean, you know, Alex Bowman goes out and races the high limit series and he's going to go out and do it because, you know, he's buddies with Larson, they their teammates over at Hendrick and, you know, Bowman wants to try dirt racing and, and I can't say I blame the guy. He wants to go and do something he's, you know, he wants to do and wants to get to be a better race car driver. So if that means he goes out and runs a sprint car race out at, you know, Uh, 34 raceway out in Iowa, then so be it. You know, um, you, know, watching the wreck, I I was actually surprised he got out of that car, you know, considering the injury, you know, you hear fractured vertebrae and it, well, the fracture means is it's a crack in the, in the, in the vertebrae, but you know, you think, you know, your head thinks, wow, man, that must be very painful. You know, like man, that must be really hurting him. I don't know exactly w- what vertebrae he he hurt, but he fractured. But I want to say L L one L maybe L eleven. I don't know something like that. Um, you know, but he um he's in be out three to four weeks. Um, you know, Josh Berry's going to fill in, drive the forty eight car starting this weekend at Dover. And I'm assuming that's going to keep him out until probably around the all-star race or including the all-star race, depending on how that all goes. Um, You know, he's not going to be at Darlington in a couple weeks. So um, there's some, there's some races in there. He's going to miss. Obviously he'll probably get a waiver. I mean, I can't see him not getting one. I mean, they gave one to chase and chase got injured at a non racing event. So, you know, I'm assuming Bowman's going to get it, um, more, more seat time for Josh Barry. I mean, that's, it's only a good thing for this kid, you know, at this point in time, you know, Josh is getting a lot of experience in these Hendrick cars. He's going to be pretty well knowledgeable with this stuff, you know, after five races in uh chase, car, he's going to have, you know, at least these next three races, you know, with, um, filling in for Bowman and, you know, you're going to assume that he's going to probably get maybe some more opportunities down the down the road here. um. But the debate is is going to be had. I mean, it's probably been had already on on a few shows. I'm imagining I've already debated this topic of should you let your, you know, cup driver go out and run, you know, 34 raceway and, and go run the high limit, you know, sprint car series. And, you know, if, if I was an owner, I would say, hey, hey, let them have at it. Let them do what they want to do. I mean, these guys are professional athletes, right? They should be able to go out and do the things that they love to go do. Now, with that being said, I mean, there has to be, um, you know, a little understanding, I think, on the fan standpoint, not the driver standpoint. I think on the fan standpoint that these guys are going to go out and do this. This is not, listen, you know, the antic or the thought that these guys should go live in in a bubble wrap cocoon in their house and never walk outside is absolutely asinine. These guys are going to go live their lives. Let them live it. Let them do what they want to do, whether it's in the car or not in the car. You know, Chase Elliott goes out and snowboards to to for therapy or, you know, to to escape, you know, his everyday life, then good for him. Let have at it. Have fun with it. I'm okay with it. As long as, as long as you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. You know, and it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my life. Um, I don't know how I would handle it if I was a driver. I mean, would I want to sit home? Probably not. You know, I mean, I do a lot, you know, I, when I'm not doing my normal job, I'm at home relaxing a lot because, you know, my, my, my job is physically demanding on me. And, you know, I mean, it's not overly physically demanding, but it, you know, there is a physicality to this job, to that job that I want to go home and relax after, you know? Um, but, you know, their job is, is much more physically demanding than, than the one I do. And, you know, they want to go race a sprint car. Let them go race a sprint car. I mean, you know, kudos to them. I wish I had the money to go do that. I don't. But, you know, I wish I did. So, you know, it's just, it cracks me up when people say, you know, oh, they should they should keep these drivers home and keep them in bubble wrap and never let them go out and do anything. I I don't subscribe to that theory. I think these kids, these drivers should be able to go out and do what they want to do. You know, who cares? It's, listen, I understand the financial ramifications. Oh, allies paying all this money to sponsor Bowman, and now he's not going to be in the car for these next four races. You know, is that really fair that they're paying for Josh Berry to be in the car, but Josh isn't really their driver? Well, who cares? You know, I mean, thankfully, Hendrick has somebody that's very talented in Josh to be go, to be able to strap in one of these cars and go out there and run it. Now, I don't know how much time they're going to have to play with this car for Josh for Dover. I'm assuming they're going to be able to do some adjustments to it. And Josh did race a cup car here a couple years ago. Um, again, a lot in a relief role, I think for that day, it was Justin Haley because Justin got hurt, I want to say the week before, uh, a couple years back, and then they put Zane Smith in the 11 Xfinity car. And then Josh uh, ended up driving the uh, 77 cup car. It might even have been COVID related at the time. I'm trying to remember back. Cause it was 2011. So it could have been COVID related. Honestly, I could be wrong there, but you know, that is what it is. So Bowman gets her, you know, let him continue to run the sprint car. He's probably going to finish off the season with those guys. I'm assuming he's, he probably won not race this weekend. I'm assuming they're going to, They're going to, they might field the car. They might just put somebody else in it. I don't know who else they would put in it. Maybe they just call a driver up and say, hey, you want to go drive my high limit car? And speaking of high limit, that that series, if you have flow, you got to watch the high limit sprint car series. That was, that was a pretty exciting race there at 34 Speedway, 34 Raceway. That was pretty exciting. That was, I would say it was probably one of the better ones I've seen. You know, it was very competitive. Um, you know, there's a lot of passing there. It was, it was a really good sprint car race. Probably, like I said, one of the better ones I've seen. So um, kudos to those guys for uh, putting on a good show. And, you know, Larson's a, a, a genius when it comes to this stuff. He's he's figured it out. So that's that. Dover, the Monster Mile this weekend. Big races down at in the first state are our, uh, our only trip of the... NASCAR season down to Dover I'm starting to sound like an old guy back in my day. We used to go there twice a year. I did enjoy going there twice a year. I really did. I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel weird that we only get one Dover race and one Pocono race a year. And I know 95% of you are going to smack me upside the head and say, Bobby, why on God's green earth do you want to go to Pocono twice? everybody else doesn't like pocono but you apparently <laughs> like pocono i just love i love going to the track it's a it's a great track it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere which is amazing i love that about pocono it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere and um it's a cool track i mean it's it's unique it's a two and a half mile triangle i mean you know jesus christ you know you don't get a lot of those anymore um but dover's you know one mile high banked concrete oval there's not many of them around either. So there's a lot of challenges with Dover. It's a it's a roller coaster. I mean, you literally, if you've never been to Dover, the best way to describe it, and, and I've heard drivers describe it, it's like getting strapped into a roller coaster and riding it. It really is. Um, the banking on the front stretch is deceptive it's like 11 degrees but it cleans from top to bottom so if you get in trouble at dover and smack the outside wall in the front stretch you're getting cleaned down to the inside and probably taking four other cars with you um the banking in the corners is very steep it's like two or three stories steep it's steep compared to you know like new hampshire or pocono where it's relatively flat um pretty steep banking at dover it's It's a fun track. There's a lot of wrecks. There's a lot of, uh, action always there at the monster mile. It, you know, miles spits them out and chews them up pretty good. So I'm expecting both, uh, both the Xfinity and the truck. I mean, the Xfinity and the cup race to be exciting. I know there's Arca there on, on Friday. Um, the weather does not look good. Um, Actually let me look right now. The weather has gotten worse as the week's gone on. Typically it clears, you know, and you, you might see early in the week, oh like the weather's bad. Like right now there's a hundred percent chance of rain tomorrow at over. Um, which probably means the Xfinity I mean the uh the Xfinity race is gonna get set by points, which is why uh Spire Motorsports actually um decided to uh not run their car this weekend, um, because they're They're expecting it to rain. And then Saturday, there's a 70% chance of rain. Now, I'll be honest with you, if you look at tomorrow's forecast per se, tomorrow, which is Friday, the 28th, there is a rain chance from about seven o'clock all the way through until about seven a.m. Saturday morning. And then it looks like Saturday, once you get past six, seven o'clock in the morning, it looks like there's no, there's no rain chance. Sunday's a whole different story. It looks like the rain goes away Saturday afternoon. So I'm like, I'm expecting we get the Xfinity race in. I don't know if we're going to get cup qualifying. We might get cup qualifying in, but Sunday looks like a washout. Sunday looks like from 6am to probably 11 o'clock at night. It looks like it's going to rain. Then Monday looks pretty good. Monday. Um, I'm not working Monday. So Monday might be a great day for me to go enjoy my cup race down at, at Dover. Um <laughs> And if that happens, I'm taking it. I'm off on Monday anyhow. I'm going down. It sounds like I'm going to Dover on Monday. Yes, I could. I could use it. I could use a Sunday, uh, a Monday Cup race at Dover. I haven't done the Monday Cup race in Dover in years, but it it would be fun. Um, I I would go. Um, what would I say? Um, yeah, Monday looks good. It looks like just a little bit of rain until uh, until like midnight, and then after that, it's going to clear out. So. I would, I would suspect that we're going to see racing at Dover on on Monday for the Cup Series. We'll probably get the Xfinity race in on Saturday. I think the ARCA race is going to have to get shelved. They might... See, here's the problem. They can run the ARCA race early in the day. They could run the ARCA race probably as early as 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. The the Xfinity race, I want to say, is like 1.30-ish. And they still have enough time to get all that in. I don't know what that's going to do to cup qualifying though. Cause cup qualifying is supposed to somewhere be between like 10 55 and like 11. So I don't know if they're going to try to do like a eight or a nine o'clock start, but if this rain is still going on at six, we might have a problem, <laughs> you know? So we'll see what happens, but I definitely think the, um, Sunday's not looking good at all. Sunday's Sunday. So Sunday's a 90% chance. Saturday's le- the least amount of the weekend at 70. And then tomorrow's a hundred percent chance. So if you're going to the monster mile and you listen to this podcast, um, Friday sounds like a rain out. Saturday's probably going to rain for a good chunk of the morning. And it seems like it's going to dry out. So that's at least the, the, the good thing with that. Um, And then Sunday seems like a rain out too. So, and it doesn't look like it's going to rain hard. I mean, there's, it looks like less than an inch on Sunday. Saturday's supposed to be less than half an inch, and and Sun and Friday's gonna be around an inch. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, um, Monday might be a lot of racing. <laughs> you know, you might you might get um you might get a cup. You you're probably gonna get cup on Monday. I, I would I would imagine that's gonna be what's happening. So we'll see what happens, but you know that's that's more or less what I see um yep rain 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 go away so race picks um saturday i mean justin algeier is really freaking good at dover i'm gonna go with algeier i think this i think he's gonna break this drought he's on i think he's gonna get the win at dover on, on saturday they will race on saturday it looks like they're gonna race on saturday as of now Uh, I'm going to knock on some wood here and say he's going to, you know, we're going to race on Saturday. And then when we get to the cup race, I think the cup race is going to be awesome. I have no idea who's going to freaking win. And a lot of people want Chase Elliott to win. I think Chase is going to have a good shot. But depending on how they set, so if they get qualifying in, I would say Chase has got a good shot because I think he's going to have a fast car. But if they don't get qualifying in, it's going to be tough. I'm gonna go on a limb, and I know he's getting in the 48 car for the first time. I want to. I'm gonna pick Josh Berry. I mean, why the heck not? The kid's been really good. He was. He was second at, at Richmond. Dover's his kind of track. I mean, he won here last year at the Xfinity Series. Josh Berry's a good Xfinity pick too. For those of you that are are looking for someone to pick, Josh Berry was not a bad pick for the Xfinity race. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with with Justin Allgaier though, because I know Alyssa wants me to pick Justin, so I'm gonna pick Justin, and um. I think Josh Berry's going to be a good pick for Sunday. I think he's going to get the job done on Sunday. I, I think Josh Berry's going to surprise some people on that 48 car these next couple of weeks. He's been pretty good in the, in the nine car when he was filling in, and I think he'll be just as good in that 48 because they're pretty equal as far as we're told. So we'll see how good he really is. But, um, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, we just talked about Spire. They're going to um, withdraw the 77 for Carson our this weekend. Um, they're gonna run them at Darlington instead. And then we have um the calling penalty. So NASCAR went to the final appeals officer, the FOF, uh or final appeals, yeah, final appeals FAF, whatever he's called. He or she is called. Um, they went to the final appeals officer and said, Listen, we want you to do what we did with I mean, do what was done for Hendrick, which is you know, restore the hundred points. Hundred driver points, hundred owner points. Um, that to pay the fine and and serve. I think the suspension, but um, every they get all the points back. So that's that. Um, I feel the same way about that that I did about the Hendrick one. I think it's stupid. I think this is a hundred percent a supplier issue. I I don't know how the hell you can argue it's not because how does how does one out of the two hood louvers on the call car get called out and nothing on the other car was caught. I just don't get it. I just don't fr- freaking get it. I don't understand it for the life of me. I still don't, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, we talked last week about the RCR penalty for uh, Austin Dillon. He got 60 uh, driver points taken away. The three team got 60 owner points taken away. The crew chief was suspended for the next two weeks and fined 75,000. So we'll see what happens there. I don't think they're appealing that. So I think we we put a pretty good wrap on everything. Um, we'll we'll have a more in-depth show this upcoming week. I'm sure Alyssa and I are gonna talk about Dover. I'm sure, you know, we're gonna talk about how wet we got at Dover on Saturday, and then I'll talk about how glorious the cup race was on Monday. <laughs> um, but for those of you going, hopefully it doesn't rain. But you know, if it does, I'll be there Monday. You know, and and I'll probably not sit in my seat because <laughs> ain't nobody gonna be there. There'll be some folks. There's usually some folks that stick around for Monday. So so my word of advice before 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 we get out of here is for those of you that go to the races, take the Monday off after the cup race. Always take the Monday off. If you can do it, do it. Always take the Monday off. Because I've gotten caught so many times. Having to go to work on Monday because of weather. I can't even tell you how many times I've missed out on the tickets. I just started taking the Mondays off. I mean, where I'm at, luckily, um, you know, my job is, you know, it, it's in a retail environment. So we don't, you know, we don't get weekends off, okay? Um, we, our week starts on Sunday and ends on Saturday. So I could take Saturday, I could take Friday, Saturday off, and then I could take Sunday, Monday off. It's two days off for the week and not use a single vacation day. I've done that. I've, I did that for years. That's how I banked a lot of vacation hours, by the way, is that I was smart with my days off. Still am very smart with my days off even now. Um, but if you can do that, do it. Because it's it's literally the best way to 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 guarantee yourself at least a cup race. If it washes out the weekend, you can at least go see the cup race on Monday if you do it that way. But again, some of you, I get it. Some of you have a, a a regular Monday through Friday job and you can't do that. So, you know, that's not as easy as, as I'm making it out to be. But for me, it's, it's literally that simple. So just something to think about. You know, I, I think a lot of times people miss that, that boat, that opportunity to go take the Monday off after. I started taking the Monday off after even just to drive home, you know, um, with these later start times, I mean, Dover's, crowned out of me two o'clock, you know, sometimes you're getting out of there six, seven o'clock and, and, and that's, and that's just getting out of the, the, you know, that that's just getting out of the, you know, getting into your car. That's not getting out of the track. It, it sometimes has taken me another hour, hour and a half to get out of the track. And then if I drive straight home, that's another three ish hours, three, three and a half hours, depending on traffic, getting out of, getting onto one and all that. I mean, (laughs) I've gotten home sometimes close to midnight after getting out of Dover. You know, by the time you stop, have dinner and all that, it's sometimes it's midnight by the time I get home. And then if you got to go to, you know, for me, if I got to be in at six o'clock the next day, that's, that's hard, which is why I started taking the Mondays off because it just, just between, you know, like I said, the, the work and uh, all the other stuff, it just, just makes it too hard. You know, it just does. And, and, and the, you know, like I said, I just take the Monday off and, and if, if it was a nice weather weekend, you know, I, I get up nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, usually listen, I go find something to do, whether we go to Lancaster or we, we drive somewhere on the way home and spend a few hours, you know, at a, at a place or at a, at a tourist stop or something, you know, we, we just go make a day out of it, you know, and, and, you know, to us, that's just as important as you know, just driving home. So we go have fun and do what we want to go do. And I think a lot of it is what you make of it. You know, if you go and spend the weekend down there and spend all that money, I mean, that's how I've always looked at it. Is I'm spending the money to go to go away, you know, for the weekend. I want to make the most of it. So, you know, if I was going away this weekend and it was going to be a crap weekend, well, guess what? We're going to go find something to do because I'm not spending all this money on a hotel to, to sit home, sit in a hotel and do nothing. You know, we're going to go figure something out. So I'm sure some of you are going to be doing that, and I'm sure some of you that might be camping at the track are just going to hang out and you know watch TV, and that's fine too. But you know, I think there's um, there's going to be a Monday race. I just have this gut feeling. So it is what it is. At least I'm glad I'm going to be able to go. There's going to be no reason why I can't go on Monday. <laughs> this week this week has been such an unpredictable week. It's not even funny. There's been a lot of twists and turns. But, you know, it seems like at some at some way, shape or form, this is this has worked out in my favor and I'm happy about it. So we'll we'll t- take we'll take a win when I can get it. Thanks. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in, uh, being supportive as always. I mean, you know, you guys are doing a, um, a great job with listening. I mean, we've we've seen our numbers kind of I'll be honest with you guys, our numbers have been down the last several weeks. I, I think there's a lot of factors in that. I mean, I think you know, we used to be able to put our, our podcast right directly on Facebook. We're not able to do that anymore. And, you know, I think that that's hurt the listeners a lot. Um, you know, we used to have anchor used to be its own thing. Now it's kind of become Spotify, uh, for podcasters, which is fine to I me. Mean, I'm it's, it's fine with me. I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, it's virtually the same thing I've had for, you know, we've had for years. Um, you know, and and it's fine. It's great. You know, I think you guys have been terrific supporters of of the podcast and listening and um, I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. So thank you guys for that. Um, You know, we'll catch you guys next week, but I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, You know, it means a lot to me that there's people that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis. And, you know, I try to build you guys um, the best podcast I can every week and I hope that um, you guys enjoy that and you share it with your friends and tell them, tell them to check us out i mean i know there's a hundred nascar podcasts to listen to and i'm sure ours is 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 not the best one out there and i'm okay with that but um you know you guys are the reason why i do this i don't do this for any other reason i do it because i i like doing it but i also do it for the people that like to listen to it so thank you guys so much for the support i hope you guys have enjoyed me with this new microphone i've i've certainly enjoyed it i think it's it's freaking awesome man it's probably the best mic i've had ever So I I do enjoy it. And, um, you know, I like I said, I don't make a dime on this thing. I could care less about it, you know, about that side of it. I just enjoy doing the podcast. I enjoy doing the website. Got to get a little bit more consistent on the website, I'll be honest with you guys. But, you know, it'll come. You know, we always go through these ebbs and flows. And, um, you know, we'll get through this one as well. So catch you guys next week. We'll definitely be very in-depth about Dover. Um, if I do end up going to a cup race on Monday, you guys will get a good in-depth, um, you know, uh, thread about it. Cause I'm going to give you guys what you deserve. So chat next week. Thanks for all the support. Catch you guys on the flip side. Have a safe week. Enjoy the races out at Dover. If you're going, safe travels, all that fun stuff. Thanks for listening to the crew chief's corner, crew chiefs corner podcast. Almost we screwed up there at the very end, I'm Bobby Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at the Crew Chief, on Twitter at the Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app at Anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.